0: Welcome, everyone, to uh, Over and Back, brought to you by The Unintentional. I am joined once again by Evan Flood. Evan, thank you for uh, for joining me again after the last time we talked. Appreciate it greatly. Uh, how are you doing?
1: Pretty good. Now, how about you?
0: I'm all right. I'm all right. Sunday night, so the weekend's winding down. Uh, one thing we forgot to do last week mm-hmm. that I wanted to do, I always kind of forget to do, is just so people know how to to follow you. I'm assuming if they're listening, they probably know, but just kind of Social media handles, accounts, Instagram, Twitter. What are your, what are the, your handles and stuff?
1: Yeah, my Twitter is Evan underscore flood. And then uh, the prep hoops account, I believe is prep hoops underscore WI. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. Those are the best two. And I'm you have Instagram, but I don't, I don't use it all that much.
0: Okay. Okay. Good deal. We just, we just talked real quick before. Uh, obviously say so the weekend's winding down. So, what was, your, uh, what was your weekend like? You were down at center court, right?
1: Yeah, I went to the uh, NBT event, uh, final one of the summer. Um, a couple good Milwaukee teams there. A um, lot of mix of uh, guys playing with different teams. Uh, so Sunday was pretty eventful. Um, you know, once you got to the uh, semifinals of the 15, 16, and 17U competition started to wrap up a little bit. It was, it was a good watch.
0: Okay, so I, I I want to say thanks to Movement Hoops contacted me on Twitter after our last podcast and just said thanks for shouting us out. Uh, did you see that they posted a little bit of a video of us on on Instagram? Uh, no, I didn't see it. No. Okay, yeah. So they just posted a little bit of us talking about him last from the last pod. So we I kind of talked to him over Twitter, so I know that they again had a team down there. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it, I, last I saw was that both their teams were in the final four.
1: Yeah, uh, I didn't see how the sixteens did. I think they lost in the championship game if i'm not mistaken um but a lot of their guys were playing up um 2023 kids were playing up and then the 17s won the title game over milwaukee storm which is uh i believe they're playing under that name because of covid but it's milwaukee spartans uh, they had a couple guys from you know the Wisconsin playmaker South team like Najashi e. Tolfrey uh, Ricky Bradley those guys so okay. it's kind of a mix of those two teams they played against
0: okay um was Fo- Foster was there right is that did foster yep. come up yep. and play okay no cobs though
1: nope Foster and Shanti Clay were, were there and then the rest were Wisconsin guys I believe
0: okay anyone um... not
1: that they're not Wisconsin guys
0: right right Any, anyone stand out I mean just kind of look really really good whether, they, whether we know they're going to – I mean, did Foster look amazing as usual or no?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, he didn't play a large chunk of the second half. I don't know if he got hurt or what, but he started on the bench and kind of came away, came back in with like 10 minutes remaining. Um, you know, he, uh, he, he was uh, up and down. Uh, he had a tough matchup with, with Tolfrey, I thought, did a really nice job on him. Um, but, you know, when, when Foster wanted to and, you know, was really set on getting to the basket, there wasn't anything anybody could do to stop him. You know, jumper wasn't falling a ton, but you know, I thought Chianti Clay was, was the guy that, that really helped push movement hoops over the top. Um just a deadly sharp shooter with, within the gym range, really quick trigger guard. He's also at Hillcrest prep uh with with foster. You know, he used to go to Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Washington. Um, but you know, he he's looked good. Trey Val Trey Valeriano, um, you know, one of the most approved players in that class. Uh, I think he, he finished with 18, Clay at 31. Valeriano did some things, kind of a similar guard, a little bit bigger though, a little better, you know, getting to the hoop and kind of has that in between game. Um, you know, so they had a couple guys that, that really um, played well. in in the second half, cause they were down by double digits early and you know they kind of poured it on in the second half to run away with it.
0: Uh, have either of those guys committed anywhere at all yet or no, they haven't, have they?
1: Uh, I haven't seen, I don't think Clay has. Um, Valeriano hasn't either. I know he just picked up an offer from Cleveland state. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see, you know, more coming for him or if he's a guy that maybe, you know, takes his talents to uh, JUCO or, or prep and, you know, see if he can expand his, his recruitment, you know, a little more and get his name out there. Obviously, kind of a tough year for for a kid like him who was virtually, you know, unknown, um, you know, after last season and is now starting to come on. But unfortunately, you know, college coaches aren't in the gym able to watch him and really find out, you know, what he's about. So that that could be a good move for him.
0: You couldn't you couldn't live stream that event, could you? This past weekend?
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it was. You okay. know, I don't or not either, They were stopping people from doing it. I, I doubt. But yeah. All oh,
0: right. Yeah. Know. And Foster hasn't. Foster hasn't committed anywhere yet, has he?
1: No. And I think you know he's also looking at some other routes beyond beyond college as well. So I don't think it's a a, a sure thing that he necessarily goes to college next year.
0: Are right, we talking like Australia stuff like that? Uh, i don't want
1: to speculate because i haven't followed it the last article i read i know you know he was not for sure going to college but i haven't followed him all that closely since he left wisconsin
0: okay okay um do you i I don't know this who runs movement hoops by the way i'm assuming you know and and i guess Uh, my next question uh
1: it's jake nelson and isaac dennis okay isaac dennis
0: okay i know the name isaac dennis i just don't know if that was okay that was yeah, my. Question. Like I
1: mentioned, I think you know they they, they kind of took over the the Dane County Warriors, um, you know started with them. You know it's a bunch of different guys now, but you know that that's kind of where they start. So I don't know if Dane County Warriors still have anything to do with it, or, or if it's you know just in their hands or not. I don't know, but you know those are the guys showing up at everything, coaching the teams, and you know running all the social media stuff. From what I can tell.
0: Okay, well I'll expect a message from them. They can tell me who's running what. Then I suppose. So, um, okay. all right, <laughs> Well, we brought you, but we, we, you came back, I, which I appreciate again, um, to talk about, because you just released the 2022 rankings on
1: Friday, I believe it was, right? Uh, yeah, something like that.
0: Okay. And you didn't tweet it out. So I'm not sure how many people <laughs> listening to this, or you didn't tweet it out, right? No. Okay. It's funny. It's funny because like I, I messaged you and I said, it's probably not going to matter because people, people are going to check no matter what, whatever. And I think Friday morning I got a text right away and from Owen and Owen tell me, <laughs> told me what he was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, well, people are going to find out quick enough, you know, soon enough uh, that the, the rankings are out there obviously. So it kind of snowballs from there. So yeah. you released them Friday. It's Sunday night. Uh, we're talking right now. Uh, so we said, we, we, we so we'd bring, we bring you back and we talk about the rankings and kind of get more in depth, I guess, maybe how, what everything goes into it. What I want to lead with, which is something we talked about last time and maybe you've got more information on it now but let's discuss Logan Landers here. Mm -hmm. And if he belongs in 2022, what's going on or what are we doing? Or maybe we don't still, we still don't even know.
1: Yeah. I mean, they, they keep using the term reclassifying. And I I think you can do, you know, I I don't know if it matters. I don't know if there's a right or wrong right now, because on one hand you say, well, he's still graduating high school in, in 2021. On the other hand, you could say he's not going to college till 2022. So you know, in the end of the day, he's going to be out of the rankings once he goes to prep school anyway. So I just moved him to 2022. That's what he wants to be recruited as. Um, you know, so even though he is graduating high school, he'll be a senior at Cedarburg and then announced as such, you know, throughout the year, I figured just move him to 2022 since, you know, that's the plan to be recruited that way. And then, you know, next season, not this coming season, but the season after that rolls around, he won't be in the rankings anyway. So because he'll be at a prep school, um, presumably out of Wisconsin. So, you know, won't won't have any effect in, at the end of the day. And like I said, you know, he wants to be recruited as a 2022 prospect from everything I'm, I'm told. So, you know, why not throw him in there? And, you know, I think helps his stock to, you know, moved up, you know, a good five or six spots in the rankings anyway by moving him to 2022. So, uh, I figured it was better to leave him there. And yeah, you know, if I end up being wrong, I guess I can always move back to 2021, but keep using the word reclassifying to describe him. So okay. that means yeah, you have changed classes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right. So, and I'm, I'm talking to my, my oldest son about it and he's like, dad, he's, he's 2022. And I'm like, yeah, but he's not like, right. he's going to prep school. So what's weird about it is typically this happens after they graduate. Right. Like if like Keaton Ferris was a, the perfect example, right. He graduates yeah. high school. He's, he's going to wherever in Minnesota somewhere. And then, he, and then he says he's going to prep school instead. So it's kind of the same thing, but it's a timing thing. So I guess my next question would be, when he's playing this year at Cedarburg, are they announcing him as a junior or is he a senior?
1: No, they'll have to announce him as a senior. It's his fourth year in high school, and that's where I, the, the confusion kind of comes in. Because if you're going to use the term reclassifying, you have to move classes. But, but right. in reality, he's not really moving classes. He's still graduating in, in 2021. So you know, it's, like I said, I don't, I don't know if there's a right or wrong way to do it other than, you know, I just went with, you know, he wants to be a 2022 prospect. He's going to be recruited that way. He's not signing anywhere. And like you mentioned, usually you don't know they're going to prep school until after their senior season. Right. This kind of thing has never really come up with, with me. Um, you know, so, so like I said, I don't know if there's a right or wrong way to, to label it. You know, I, I think at the end of the day, you just put him in the 2022 class because that's the way he's going to be recruited.
0: Okay. That was actually, you answered my question. My next question was, have you ever seen something like this before where it's like, there's kids that get held back like in eighth grade, right? Right before high school, they get held back. And then there's kids that go to prep school after they graduate high school. I've never, I've never seen this where a kid right before senior year, actually someone just, well, no, that was right after high school too, I think, or right towards the end where someone does it like a year before. So you're, you've never seen this before?
1: Not off the top of my head. No, because like I said, that's a decision you usually make based on, you know, where your recruitment is or, you know, what, what you want to, you know, or if you're young for your age and, you know, you want to get back to playing guys closer to, to your level to help you out. You know, it usually doesn't come up this early. You know, he's a guy with a bunch of high major offers, a um, bunch of mid-major offers, you know, I, I think too, if I'm not mistaken, Um, so, so it's kind of weird to see it come this early and, you know, already make that decision, but, um, yeah, I can't really think of any player off the top of my head that's done it before their senior season has ever kicked off. That's a decision made based on, okay, I don't know necessarily what I want to do for college or I don't like my options. So, you know, take another year to to figure it out or or expand that offer list. So, yeah, it's kind of a, a rare situation there.
0: Okay. And I mean, you know, you mentioned like with, uh, getting back, you know, kids younger for the grade there's it's at this point in everyone's so all over the board. I mean, there's kids that are, you know, going to be sophomores that are already have a driver's license. There's kids that are, you know, young for their age. It's, there's so much behind the scenes that goes on with that. It's, it's kind of ridiculous sometimes, but, um, okay. So let's get back to the main list. So obviously you had a base list uh, you know, months ago, I, whenever the last time you would have revised, I guess, 2022, when you got to revising this list, where do you, or how do you start, uh, changing? Do you just start at number one and be like, yep, he's no stone one. He's number two. Or do you just kind of go with kids that are popping up of nowhere? What, what, how do you start it or how do you get going on it?
1: You know, I really try and figure out the top 10 first. Um, and you know, it's helpful when you get some of these individual matchups to, and I, yeah, my hope is that they kind of, Sort themselves out. Um, so, you know, we had Jeff Brazio go against Leon Bond, you know, in Minnesota a couple weeks ago. And, you know, Brazio kind of made that statement, you know, hey, I'm, I'm still the guy to beat in, in this class. And, you know, I think, you know, that kind of sorted itself out. You know, fortunately, we don't get much crossover between the Phenom guys and, and the Playground Club kids unless, you know, they face off in high school. So, you know, I'm kind of watching, I was kind of watching film at the NY2LA event you know, trying to get a feel for, for where some of those guys are, you know, obviously there's no substitute for seeing them in person, uh, but you got to go with what you, you know, what you have and uh, you know, sort of this, you know, COVID age, you know, when you're not able to be there uh, in, in person. So, uh, you know, I, I do think it's a three, three man race for that number one spot. You know, I, I thought Seth Trimble looked really good you know, these past couple events, and he's definitely taken some some big steps forward. You know, I already was was really high on him uh, before. But it looks like he's growing a little bit, you know, starting to get more comfortable uh, as a shooter for, from all areas of the floor and, you know, really kind of addressing some of the weaknesses he has. So, you know, I know Brazil and Bond are kind of talked about most at the top of this class, but but I think Trimble is definitely there. Um, you know, Stephen Clay at four, I I, I wouldn't say – I would, I would kind of draw that line at three, but I think Steven's still a kid that, you know, could, could get into the top two uh, as well, just because you talk about a six foot five sniper with, with really long arms, athletic kid. Um, you know, he kind of reminds me of uh, Charles Matthews who played at Michigan. You know, he's got that type of length, that type of shooting ability. Yeah. You know, I, I, I wouldn't rule him out a, a potential move either, but yeah, just kind of start with the top 10 and and, and then go for there, from there. Um, you know, I usually kind of adjust them after each event based on what I see just so, you know, because at the time it's fresh in my head versus trying to, um, you know, really look back on three, four or five events and, you know, try and label 100, 150 kids or whatever I got in there. Um, so, so I kind of move things around after each event and, you know, come back to it, you know, when I'm ready to finalize it and see how it feels again and then just kind of work my way down.
0: Okay. I, was gonna, I love Trimble. I, like, I don't, I don't think it would be a surprise one bit if at in, at the end of this year or the next year that he's by far the number one kid. Right. Um, I know you have not listed at 5'11". I think he's probably 6'2 or 6'3 at this point. He's, he's Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I saw him last – God, it's almost been a year. Whatever, he's just so good with the ball. He's so he protects the ball so well. He's and he's just—I mean, he's good. I, I, yeah, he, he's. I love his game. I love how he plays. I think. He, I think he could very well be number one. And again, I've seen Bond and I've seen Jeff. You know, have we figured out how to say Jeffrey's last name yet or no?
1: Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Brazio. Okay, should, not, you I, I gotta ask him, but. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things. I, n- I never have to say it, you know, Yeah, right. writing it. People right, right. It's all the time. Like, I don't know. Like, I just, yeah. I know how to spell it.
0: Yep. Um, yeah, so those guys, I mean, I think uh, Brazil and Bond, I think, you know, a lot of times people just flip them one and two, but I think some of these guys get left out. Like I said, we talked about Trimble. I think Trimble can be, has got such a high ceiling mm-hmm. too. Uh, and, and Clay as well, which is crazy. They're both on the same Menominee Falls team. But, um. okay, so you said you get to the top. Did your top 10 change at all? Aside from taking, low, you know, landers entering it
1: i don't or i did it yeah uh, i think i had clay behind jack rose and i moved okay. Clay up um one spot although it's it's two now because of landers he slid yeah. in ahead of landers and then i can't remember i might have moved jackson paveletsky i had a donovan short other than that I uh, think believe the top 10 stayed the same
0: okay Okay. Um, all right. I'm just going back through here. Any, okay. So then, okay, perfect. So we go, we go to the top 10. Then you just, do you go to the next 10 at that point? Or are you kind of looking at, or are we starting to get to the point where we're getting people that are going to make some bigger moves here?
1: Uh, yeah. You know, it, it, it stayed relatively similar again. Um, yeah. I would say the guy that made the two guys that made the biggest move Um, biggest moves were Ashton Janowski from Pewaukee. Um, you know, he he was really good this summer. Um, you know, he he was two different players last year. I don't think a lot of people know about him yet, but, you know, I went to his season opener against, uh, Menominee Falls, where he went against Trimble and, uh, Stephen Clay. And, you know, he won that matchup and then he kind of got injured and was never the same player the rest of the year. And he's come back strong. And, you know, I really like, like him. And, uh, you know, I have, he would have been top 10 had Logan Landers not moved, in into my twenty twenty two rankings. Right. Um and then the Joshi Tolfrey, uh, up to thirteen. You know, I think I had him early twenties. You know he had a big summer. Um, just a real physical kid, you know, starting to expand his game away from the rim, uh, high motor, um, you know, still just scratching the surface though, you know, six five, six six, good blend of strength, athleticism, um you know, and skill on the perimeter, you know, he's got a chance to keep climbing too. And then, yeah, I really hate, you know, the, the 11 through 20, because I think it's so close. I think you could um, order it in so many ways. Like I don't feel good about Jack Campion at, at 15. Um, yeah, I thought he had a really good game against Janowski last time I, I saw those two match up and probably won that head to head battle. Um, yeah, he's a guy I could see going to the mid major level. Uh, Andrew Rody, I really liked on film the last couple weekends at NY2 LA he looks like he's making some some gains and then you know you see what I have just before the top 20 where you know it's Andrew Alia, Luke Hurdle, Casey Verhagen like I don't feel good about those guys <laughs> that deep at all I think um, I, I think it's so close between 11 and 20 like I said I think you could order it so many ways I, I really wouldn't argue it um, you know because I think those guys are, are really good prospects, um, either at the Division two level or you know possibly sneaking their way uh, into the mid-major. And then Lee Eric Davis, who's got more upside than maybe anybody in this class, back at twenty, he could he could just take off in, in the next year as well. And then that you know I would probably throw CJ Campbell um, from New Richmond into that mix as well. It's a guy who's really starting to come on, and I, I think will be. At the very least, a strong Division II player.
0: So, you say that eleven and twenty are really close, and I and I think we could. I think you could even go deeper. I think you can go down. I mean, at some point, you know, I'm going to tell you that I think Owens too low here, but like I think he could be up there <laughs> easy, easy enough too. Do you have do you, when you go through these? And I guess we could talk since specifically about this class, since that's what we're talking about. But when you go through these, do you think all right? Here's the drop off, or because I because I really think like eleven through. And I, I, and honest guy, I, I honestly think you can go higher than even 11. You can go to, you can go up to six even. Yeah. And, and say that a kid at 30 or 35 is, could be just right there too. But I'm just wondering, do you yeah. have, you know, do you, do you have like, all right, here's the drop off or it's tough. I know there's probably not,
1: but yeah, de- definitely. I think, definitely. I think there's tiers to it. And I think that's usually how you just, when I work my way down, you know, I start to say, well, who's in this group that I need to order, then who, who's in the next group. And, um yeah I think that definitely I don't know if I, I do it on purpose but I definitely it's, it's more organic but I, but I definitely feel myself doing that where you know I start cutting a player off okay I don't have to worry about him in this group you know let's focus at you know the 10 or 15 at a time that you know are kind of around the same level uh, and go from there I think it makes it a lot easier and, and I think those tiers you know when you get these head-to-head matchups or see these guys on the same teams those tiers start to form and you know one of those reasons it's it's so hard to separate you know 11 to 20 or or wherever you want to start it there's a lot of these guys play on playground together and the minutes are are split really evenly and you know you you don't have these guys that necessarily have those dominant 15 20 minute stretches outside of you know Jeff Brazio and you know Jack Rose from from time to time that um, you know really start to separate themselves so like, like I said you know I think around 11 to 20 I think four or five or whatever those playground kids that kind of share minutes and mm-hmm. you know don't necessarily outshine each other in any single way so you know like I said if you want to make a case for Casey Verhagen being you know up in the early teens I wouldn't fight you on it Luke Hurdle Andrew Alia, same thing you know Jack Campion you know just guys that I I'm really high on you know unfortunately I, I just think you know the 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 back end of the top 25 is, is just so stacked um you know most classes you know these guys would be a lot higher than than where they are
0: so that's actually a, um a, a good segue into another question that I had written I'm not even sure I sent this one to you but um so let's take let's take the guys that that are on the same team okay so let's say you're coming into this summer you're coming into AU you've got these guys ranked obviously they're you know they're they're tight right so i mean like you just said there's uh yeah, four guys with from 15 to 19. Four guys from, from playground. You go into the summer, and you're watching them. If one of them clearly outplays the other one, do you, is that an automatic to you? I'll, all right, I'm putting them. I'm putting him the top of these four. I'm gonna move him up, and and that goes not just for playground. I mean, there's there's a there's you can go through this out, throughout this list, and there's plenty of kids that are on the same teams that are back to back ranked or within two or three or four, and then. You could look at the summary. Well, this one, this kid played out. Kid has outplayed his teammate. Is he ahead of no, no matter what, or do you take the high school year still into account, or what? You know what I mean.
1: Ideally, that's the way I'd like to do it. Now you always have to consider upside and how you think somebody's going to project uh, at the college level. You know, based on their positional size or you know how you how you think they fit into a, a certain structure. Um, you yeah, know, ideally, I'd like to you know reward the kid you know who all who has the better summer or, you know, has the better event, however many times I'm able to see you, Um, you know, makes it easier if that's the kid with the measurables or, you know, the right height um, and and frame for for his position that's going to project better at the college level. Um, A lot of people love to to rank, you know, 75% or so on upside. You know, I'm not necessarily one of those guys. I think it's great. Obviously the NBA draft, you see you know, people reach for, for players all the time. Uh, uh, but upside also gets you fired at, at the college level. You know, I've always, my kind of style with this is to, you know, rank kids based on what they are more than what they could be. Um, I, I think, you know, the, the, I, you always take the upside into consideration. I mean, it's definitely something that, you know, may bump a kid up a, a couple more spots than than where you think he's at. Uh, but at the, at the end of the day, you know, I, I like to go with the guys who, you know, are maybe more proven commodities, you know, who have seen do it time and time again who are consistent. And, and I know our safe bets at the college level versus, you know, maybe some guys that, you know, could pay off big three, four or five years from, from after they graduate.
0: Okay. I, Cause I was actually, I, and I don't, I, I, there's part of me that wants to put you on the spot just to, you know, talk more specifically about this, but like, we've got, if you go 39, 40, 41, Carter Thomas, 39, Tyler Borowski, 40, 41, Josiah Butler. All three of them playing the exact same team. Oh. Or Crusaders. Mm-hmm. So, I, didn't,
1: I didn't notice that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so then the next question is, all right, which three of those had the best summer? And then if it's close, then what do you go? You know what I mean? That's like when I look at this list, I look yeah. at that stuff because I've seen a lot of these. I've seen a lot of these same at the playground kids. I think, like, all right, which four of those had the best summer? Where, where, I would put the other one who had the best summer tops. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think you could say Josiah Butler had the best summer. Um, yeah. And and that's another group. I, you know, I, I I had a, a, you know, I think it's really close. Um, which is probably why, I mean, I didn't even realize I did it, but it's probably why I have them all all in a row (laughs) like that because, you know, I I am starting to split hairs, uh, with, with those three. Um, yeah, I do think you, you say Josiah Butler had the best summer. Um, Carter Thomas, you know, I, I would give him the edge just because um, I think he's a little, I think he's the most well-rounded of, of the three right now. And a kid that's just starting to scratch the surface. Whereas, you know, you look at Josiah, obviously I think could still play his way uh, even higher than, than where he is. You know, I just sure. need to see more of him. You know, Carter, a, a guy I thought had a great defensive summer and really held his own against some. Uh, good post prospects in the state. And then, you know, you look at the offensive end, um, shows some signs of being able to space the floor, put it on the deck. You know, he's got a chance to be uh, a pretty good mismatch problem. And then, you know, Tyler Borowski, kind of a, uh, you know, same deal with him. I think he just brings a lot of things that don't necessarily show up uh, in in the stat book. Outstanding floor general, uh, dribble drive guard that just sees the floor really well, seems to make, a lot of people better Um, but yeah you know those those three I think it's very close right now and I think all three um, you you can make a case uh, for all three of them being in the top 40. Fortunately Josiah is probably the one I'm least familiar with which is maybe why I kind of gave him the short end of the the stick there but you know he did also jump up I think 30 some 30 some spots so he was one of the biggest risers in this class but you know, not a guy that I'm, you know, all that familiar with yet. You know, I've seen Carter and Tyler a lot more, which is, you know, maybe why I was a little more comfortable going with them.
0: Yeah. Um, and I don't want to make this another Josiah Butler and Owen Polakowski uh, <laughs> podcast, but we'll just segue into Owen Polakowski because Josiah was probably your second biggest riser and I'm assuming Owen was your first biggest riser. So where did you, how did you come to put Owen where, where he ended up going? Cause that's another kid that you're obviously just not familiar with. You saw a few games in over a year.
1: Uh, you know, the way I, I, I thought he was pretty, I thought he had a pretty comparable summer uh, to a guy like, you know, Kenny Garth was already there. Um, so it's not like, uh, you know, but, but, but Ben Olson was another big stock riser from Sun Prairie um, that, that I thought had a pretty comparable summer guy that, you know, wasn't relatively known all that much uh, as, uh, as sophomores, you know, maybe, I know Olson did play varsity and I got to see him a little bit, but, but you know there were two kids that just took off. Um, but I didn't necessarily get to see them play a lot of high level matchups. So I kind of slated them similar, both similar size. Um, you know, I gave Owen a little bit of an edge uh because of his athleticism. Um little better three point shooter, I think. You know, Olson is a little bigger, a little uh probably a little bit better motor. Um so so it's close there. Uh, as, as well, uh, but but I placed those guys outside the top thirty because I thought they were two guys that um, you know you know you look at what what I have you know on the back end uh, of the top thirty you know outside of Noah Federson, you know these are all guys that you know are proven have done it for a couple years you know as far as guys that I'm not that familiar with Olson and, and Paul Kowski uh, were, were the two highest um, guys you know, pushing for, for a top 30 spot. So, you know, I think, like I said last time, you know, I, before I really bump you up uh, all the way, I'd like to see you, you know, in some high level matchups, you know, Owen will, will definitely get that in the Fox Valley association and, you know, have more chances to, to move up. But uh, I, I like to see how you do against top level competition and, you know, see how you perform really when you start to get that X on your back and, you know, you're a, a known name and people start to game plan against you, you know, it is a little bit different ball game. So um, I, I thought, you know, mid thirties was a good starting spot for both. And, you know, th- those were the two guys that maybe had the biggest summers in, in terms of people that were pretty unknown uh, around the state.
0: All right. Um, when you're going through stuff, cause I was, I just try to put myself kind of in your shoes too. And I rank these kids in my head. And a lot of the kids, you, you obviously see these kids way more than I do. Um, but I was, I can compare the kids that I've seen for years and that I've seen recently. Um, do you ever like put in? do you ever kind of, when you're going through them in your head, which is like I said, what I would, do was like thinking to yourself, well, I know this kid can guard him, you know, but this guy can't guard him. Like I'm comparing two kids. I'm like, well, he can guard him. He, he cannot guard him. And then you give the other one the I know. And I know there's more involved. It's not a one-on-one game and there's plenty of things involved. But whenever you get, like, in a tight spot, do you ever, do you ever get to that kind of, like, comparison?
1: Um, you know, not really. Uh, I think uh, it's such a – it can be such a guessing game at, at times. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of a situation off top. Maybe you look at the top three, and, you know, I've seen all three of those guys go up against each other now. You know, Jeff and Seth, uh, Trimble, you know, faced off as freshmen. Um, you know, Leon Bond, Seth Trimble, and Stephen Clay faced off. You know, a couple times last uh, last season, and you know that 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 kind of made it easy. Um, you know, to 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 label that that top five. I haven't seen those guys face head to head, but um, you know, the individual matchups def- definitely do stick in my mind for for a long time. Um, you know, you could just look at the the twenty twenty one rankings, um, where you know, Braden Daly and, and Logan Landers. Uh, you know, went head-to-head at Mark Miller's event and Daly had a huge game in that one. Now, do I necessarily think Daly's a better prospect uh, than Logan Landers? Probably not, you know, all, all things considered. But, you know, when, when you see something like that, you know, where a kid just has a big game and, and a head-to-head matchup, you know, it is hard to shake, um, you know, and, and forget about that, you know, for the next year or however long, uh, you know, it's been since since I've seen it. So, uh, you know, you do try and, you know, picture these matchups in, in your head as, as best you can. Um, but, you know, it's kind of a guessing game. Like I said, I'm, I'm kind of more of a, uh, a facts and, and eye test guy. You know, I like to go off what I see rather than maybe guessing uh, how this would go. And, you know, I think the best way to do that, at least for me, is to, to just really evaluate uh, the course of you know in this case the course of an entire summer versus you know trying to project what one kid may do uh, against another
0: what um what do you do with kids because i mean you've got what is this list 100 kids I, it's fair to say that you have not seen all these kids play the summer correct this summer yeah i mean you've seen probably uh, before because it'll lead because i know well i know there's i know there's for surely one kid that you did not see because he didn't play AU, which is my next question. But so my oh, question,
1: right. yeah. Um, so my question yeah, is, you like- know I mean, it's pro- out of the. I mean, unless it was a phenom kid or somebody that didn't play AAU, or I mean, I saw phenom online, but
0: right. So but yeah,
1: so unless they didn't play, I, I think I saw everyone. There might be, i mean there might be one two uh, yeah sure. there's there's about three or four that i see right now that yeah i had not seen this summer
0: yeah so like what do you how do you handle that like i'm i don't know if, did you see uh did you see chris morgan play because he didn't play because he plays no. for sizzle yeah so we didn't yeah, so unfortunately
1: chris- like these guys these guys these guys did drop yeah i mean yeah I, it's it's kind of a tough situation it's not anything like i said they did but you know i think sometimes you I mean, what do you do, not reward the kids who played well? I mean, there's really no other no. way to do it. But, yeah, uh, yeah. so the kids I didn't – I think most of them, if not all of them, yeah, probably fell. And then some – you know, I, I try to manage it as best I can just in terms of limiting how far you're, you're going to fall. Um, but, uh, you know, it's usually unavoidable just because, you know, especially when I'm still building like this too, it right. wasn't like 2021 class where i already had 150 i think i stretched this from 80 to 100 so mm-hmm. you know a lot of those performances especially new faces are in my head or in, in you know some of the guys that didn't play this summer i may not have seen since early um you know in the high school season uh, last year like you know nolan hawk out of the forest um uh you mentioned chris morgan um you know there, there were a couple guys Terrence McClendon while west you know I didn't get to see uh James Jacobs Stevens Point um you know at least wasn't there at the event I was at so yeah you know unfortunately they, they did fall um but you know I always I'll make an effort you know to see these guys again just to give them a fair shake but yeah you know, I think the best thing to do is even though those guys don't play is to, to reward the guys who did have a a good summer and improve their stock, um, you know, and bump them up. So it's not like I necessarily bump these guys down. It's just really other guys coming from behind them and moving up and giving them, you know, the benefit of the doubt of the props because, you know, they had good summers.
0: Yeah, no, and I, I don't disagree with you. I was just, it's just, it's a tough spot to be in because you've got, if you've got some of these kids that didn't even play AU for whatever reason, um, and you haven't seen them since, you know, like the high school year, which was a half a year ago independent on how the high school year was, you know, how do you handle, I'm not, I'm not, I guess I'm not even asking a question. I'm just kind of just picking your brain of like the process of like, well, this is kind of a pain. Now I got to figure out where this kid slots in because, and I haven't seen him in six months and he didn't play. And I can't even ask anyone how his summer was because he didn't play the summer. And so I was just, it's just, you know, some of these kids that I obviously, again, I I haven't watched them all. You've seen way more than I have, but a lot of the kids, obviously in in North Wisconsin, I, I do know, and I have seen, and I do know who's playing AU and I don't, I don't, I know who's not. So I'm just, just, you know, those, those pop off the page to me of, all right, well, how do you handle something like that? So I was just curious. That's all. Um, hmm. You had said you, so yeah, you said you bumped it from what, 80 to a hundred? Something
1: like that. Yeah.
0: How, so that's gotta be a just a cluster of how the hell do you just add 20 kids? You know, I mean, I know there's a few you can add just because they had breakout summers, but you know, to come up with 20 other kids, no yeah, I mean, no, no offense to the 20 kids, but sometimes it gets slim pickings. Like, it's it's tough.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it was really guys I, I didn't know or hadn't heard of uh, before for the most part. And um, so you got to remember, like, these guys were on 15U last year, and you know, I didn't do a lot of 15U just because, you know, I'm trying to focus on, you know, the two older groups. Um, so there are a lot of names that, that will pop up. You know, Team 1848 had, you know, I think three other guys that, you know, I'd never heard of uh, before, at least two that that are in there. Um, You know, Wisconsin swings got, you know, a couple, a couple 16 new teams um, that that are deep, that have college prospects on them that, you know, I didn't know. Uh, Wisconsin playmaker South, you know, had had some good talent um, as well. you know, they gave me three, four more guys, uh, world hoops elite, you know, so these guys pop up, um, you know, I wouldn't say, um, you know, twenty is is a lot to add. Um, you know, I add a lot more at the fifteen uh, e level here. I think I'm you know getting up to to seventy five. Um, you know, I started this the summer at, at twenty five or, or thirty, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, these guys tend to uh, kind of uh, you know make it easier than than maybe it, it seems. And you know, I also after the season, ask for everyone's film to kind of drop it in on Twitter. Uh, for guys who, you know, I've, I've never seen or, you know, I might be sleeping on or haven't heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I put those guys into a watch list too, um, you know, and if I get the chance to see them, you know, they're certainly, I uh, certainly got it penciled in and somebody needed to see, you know, if not, and I really like the film, you know, I'll throw you in there as well and do my best to, you know, rank you accurately.
0: Have you ever come across, um Someone who, and this could go for, I guess, it'd probably be mostly, I guess, juniors, you know, juniors or seniors, not specifically to 22 and 21, but just in general, since you've been doing this for years, where a kid plays really, really well in AAU. He has, he's got good summer, you know, he plays, plays good in the summer, but for whatever reason does not play like many minutes for his high school team. You see a lot of kids like that. And if so, how do you, like, you know, like what's your kind of train of thought of on that? And and as far as ranking, if you rank them or just in general.
1: Usually uh, I care a lot more about what you do in AAU. Um, Obviously the, the talent, you know, you're playing with and generally the talent you're going against is better. And I think you just get a more organic uh, brand of of basketball for the most part in high school. If you're facing a good coach and he wants to shut you down, he's going to shut you down. (laughs) And so, you know, you, you, I, I do adjust rankings slightly, you know, in high school season. But it's more, you know, if kids outside the top 50 who I generally I'm not as familiar with, um, you know, I, I would say they have a chance to make a, a bigger impression. But you know, Grant Asman's a kid that that comes to mind. You know, from Kimberly. Uh, you know, I was watching him as a freshman and um, you know even a sophomore, and I you know I saw him play really well in some high-level events and then you know I've been at a handful of Kimberly games the past couple of years and the impact isn't quite the same obviously you know it can depend on the dynamics of your team it can depend on uh, the system it can depend on your, your teammates obviously he's got a, a lot of college players on, on his team um, and, and necessarily wasn't the focal point but but he was always a guy that um I had I'm assuming had higher than, than everybody else because I had seen him perform really well you know at uh, the Spice run and Slam and, and Fort Wayne and you know and some of the bigger NY two la events so so I was familiar with what he could do and, and you know even though that production didn't necessarily translate to his high school team, you know it, it never really bothered me and, um, just because you know, I knew what he was capable of while playing um, you know in some higher level stuff
0: okay. But yeah, that makes sense. I, I totally get what you're saying. Um, when you were doing this 2022 list, or I guess whenever you do any list, do you ever think to yourself, I'm going to get black, I'm going to just going to get destroyed on this one.
1: <laughs> yeah. That, that's the one thing I hate about rankings is, yeah. you know, there, there's, I, I try not to let politics influence my decision um but i hate <laughs> i just want to i i want to please everybody that's all the way that's the way i've always been um but but it's it, it's just impossible um so this, there's a lot you know that in here that i don't necessarily feel <laughs> good about um just in terms of I, I think they're they're very debatable there always is with every class um yeah. like i said like i said last time like i can't see everything um you know, as coaches that that know their players better than, a lot better than I do. Um, So, yeah, you know, I I think when I'm ranking a kid, you know, it definitely pops in the back of my head, you know, how much heat am I going to take if I have him too high or or too low. But um, at the end of the day, you know, you can't please everybody. So, yeah, I think it's, I think you got to kind of push that aside the best you can. And you know, just go with you know what your gut or what your head tells you to do.
0: You don't you don't have to give me the name of any of these kids, but on this list, did you do that? This, did you do that with this list? Did you think to yourself, that I'm gonna hear something." Aside from I, me telling you about Owen, but that's it.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know uh, if there's a kid who I was worried about that I was gonna hear. So I mean, oh well, yeah, there I can I can see one right now you
0: can um, discuss if you want i, I know you the kid won't have be to, you I'm can. Not gonna
1: throw anybody i know the kid won't be happy but like i said you know if, if you i think i brought this up last time but like i mean not that i necessarily want to hear about it you know on twitter or get a text from anybody but you know if 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 you're happy with your ranking you know yeah. I, I don't think that's healthy you know as, as a competitor like I, right. i'd rather have you angry about it and, and po'd and you know than necessarily be content and you know anybody that doesn't like their ranking go prove me wrong and, and shut me up like I, I i don't have any agenda with this stuff you know if i see something i, I like I, i'll move you up simple yeah. as that
0: have you gotten any comments since friday on the list at all i know i haven't but
1: i haven't tweeted it so. yeah
0: so who knows and you can't and you and you have your messages turned off unless you follow that person so they can't direct message you either right correct
1: I mean, that's I not why I turn them off but yeah i did i don't i don't have any notifications it should
0: come be up, a large so. it should be a large reason i would think um, <laughs> i uh anything else for this list i just anything that you want to discuss i know we i mean i don 't gonna, we, we don't need to go through every single name and why they 're there why there's someone's fifteen and sixteen and seventeen or eighteen um i'm just trying to give a little bit of insight to people that do want to know and I, like you said, you like to be transparent with with um with rankings and things like that, just to kind of you know what you're thinking. But any anything that you that you're thinking that you just kind of wanted to just not explain even, but just like I said, be transparent. With I, any, I think I
1: touched on. It. I think I think the part where people you know may have the most or there might be the most debate or criticism would be that that ten through twenty one range, and you know I think that was probably the biggest thing I wanted to air out. Like, listen. You know, you could be 21, I, like C.J. Campbell, I, I could see you at 10. Yeah. I mean, I, I really wouldn't, wouldn't argue it a, a ton if, if somebody had him up there. So that goes through all the guys in the range. You know, I, I just think it's so close, and you could order it so many different ways. You know, it's, it's, it's a really deep class this year, um, you know, with a lot of guys kind of sitting right on that, right in between being a mid-major and, and a really good D2.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can look at a lot of these kids in the 30s and 40s, and you've seen games out of them that are like, well, that's that's one of the best games they've had. Games better than the kids in the top 15. Yeah. So it's just it's kind of like when you catch them, you know, um, what weekend you catch them on or what game you catch them on. I guess if you just if you see them in a good spot or not. But yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's it, I've seen so many of these kids for the last five, six, seven years. Um, so I know a lot of them, what they're capable of and kids grow and kids don't grow and things, kids fall off and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing how close even, and like you you know, you've said 10 to 21, I, I would even go 10 to 40, even you could even go past that. It's just, it's, it's what day of the week it is. You never know what you catch them on, but it is, it's crazy how tight it is in certain spots, but, um, you, so you said you were putting together the two, the 2023 list.
1: Yeah. I'm going to start that, uh, probably probably this week i don't know if i'll finish but i got a lot of new names i gotta i gotta get in there
0: um what do you think as far as if we go let's just go let's go 2000 maybe 2020 is not a great great list because it's got jalen johnson and some you know top well i guess 20 2021 is pretty good too but like as you look at like 2020 let's just go back a few years and then into 2023 because that's basically what you're up to uh, what class do you feel like is have, is there is there like one that you know this class is by far the way better than these other classes because people like to start comparing right like people i've i've already heard people comparing oh 2023 is better than 2022 and i'm like that's not happening not even close but all opinion and you know kind of how you're is it the top three is it the top 50 whatever but is there a class that's bar you know was head and shoulders above everyone
1: i mean how how are we breaking it down i mean in terms of you know the most
0: well, that's the question, right? Yeah, because you could say, "Well, you know, five kids cont- got the deepest
1: people. top fifty, or yeah. you know, best at the top." I, I, I don't. There's so many different ways uh, you, you could break it down. Um, you know, obviously, I, I think in terms of high major potential, I think 2021 might be the best. Um, uh, 2023, it's still early. Yeah. It's so early. You don't know. I mean, these guys tend to make their biggest joke tends to become pretty obvious one right after um, sophomore year or during sophomore year. Right. So you know, they tend to make the most jumps in their body. So, so it's tough to th- to really throw them into the conversation yet in terms of guys who, you know, or let's just say division one level, you know, who's, who's going to have the best impact. know, obviously you got Patrick Baldwin jr. Um, and you compare that with the, the 2020 class and you could say him and Jalen Johnson cancel each other out. Well, then you go down, you know, David Joplin, Johnny Davis, uh, probably give the edge to Davis there though. But then you start going to three, four, five, six, seven, eight, um, in in 2021 and you got James Graham going to Maryland, Tyrese Hunter going to Iowa state, you know, Cade Myers is a steal for UW green Bay. You know, Brandon Podzinski's got high major offers. Cam Pelezi, I think, is a, a really good mid major. I think, you know, he's on par with like, you know, Marcus Domask or, uh, um, uh, or even, um, uh, trying to think Dalton Banks from the 2020 class, the kid that's just going to walk in there and, you know, play right away from day one and, and make a big impact. And then you got Kobe Johnson, who may end up going high major too. So that's nine guys. And you compare that to to uh, 2020, um, Let's see. So Carter Gilmore in there is a walk-on. Um, he's got a chance to make an impact at Wisconsin. You know, it, it, it's close. Yeah. Uh, I think twenty twenty-one. I, I would give it a, a little more depth. Um, you know, you look at the back end of the Division One guys: Jacob Ignashevich, Taryn Thompson, who I really like. You know, Jordan Davis at Wisconsin. Um. So, so I think. I would give the edge to 2021, you know, especially when you you start saying, you know, who's got uh, pros. Well, you're really probably only looking at one each. And I think Jalen Johnson might be a better college player, but Patrick Baldwin Jr. in terms of a pro, I, I think definitely has the edge there as, you know, kind of being possibly the second coming of, of Clay Thompson based on, you know, the the way he looks. Um, I wouldn't count 2022 either, but but I think, you know, the top just doesn't have
0: – They don't have a Baldwin you know, that, or that a Jalen. One or two
1: guys that yeah. you know are, you know are, are going to be stars. You know, they're all kind of questionable, um, you know, in, inside that top five. But, yeah, in terms of top 50, I, I don't know if I've looked into it, you know, that deep yet in yeah. terms of who's got the deepest class. But, but at the top, I'd give 2021 a slight edge over 2020
0: all right um let's uh let's transition into you brought you brought up both those guys davis the davis twins you mentioned this last time and i've always thought this and i don't think it's much i think everyone probably thinks it right was was the sealer of getting johnny davis getting giving jordan davis the offer as well
1: i i think that sealed it um whether or not it would have happened anyway I, i don't know uh i based on his current offer list wisconsin i'm I'm 99 percent sure would have gotten johnny the the question is you know did you want to risk that right right period in july um and and it makes it's it's not really a a greg guard or a wisconsin move to do something like that you remember they didn't do it with the ellensons um didn't do it with the Hausers, you know, didn't play that game.
0: then <laughs> not get them again. And they
1: lost. So I, I don't know if that factored into the back of the mind too, but you also gotta remember they had so many scholarships left over. They thought they were getting the the Hauser brothers transferred from Marquette. Um, so they kind of stopped recruiting in other classes and they had so many scholarships available. And you look at it, well, Jordan's too good to be walking on. You know, you don't usually get that type of of player to walk on. So he was gonna be on scholarship anyway. Why not just jump the gun and make sure you get Johnny. Cause there was a lot of pressure, you know, on them to, to get that done. Yeah. Um, obviously in-state recruiting for a variety of reasons, hadn't been good to Wisconsin to that point. This was the guy that was not only right in their wheelhouse, not only from the same high school that produced Kobe King played for the same AAU program and playground club. That's, you know, really been good to the Badgers and sent them a, a lot of players, Uh, But he's also a game changer, you know, for the Badgers, too. They're not used to this type of athleticism um, from from the guard spot. So, you know, he he was right in their wheelhouse in in terms of the level of prospect he was. um, And he also upgrades them greatly. So there's a lot of pressure to get that done. Uh, So I think, you know, there's a peace of mind element too to just say, hey, we, we want them both anyway. We've got extra scholarships available. Why risk it?
0: when uh when kobe left uh wisconsin do you know if that was an immediate conversation obviously that they were trying to wrangle uh the whole johnny and and jordan thing just making sure everything was okay i'm assuming so
1: they they did i, I don't know if they had a ton to be worried about um i, I know God, i think the whole staff you know right after it happened drove to lacrosse and and met with met with the family and you know just kind of made sure everything was all right I, I don't know if that was something they had to do but it certainly uh, I know talking to Mark Davis, their, their father, left a, a big impression uh, on them. And you know, if there were any doubts, you know, all those were, were definitely erased by the the conversation that they had. Um, I, I don't know if they necessarily agreed with you know what Kobe was doing either. Um, I know there's a lot going behind behind the scenes with him, but you right. know, they they saw him. Um, you know, start to kind of be a, a big name, you know, in the Big Ten. He was starting – you know, they, they were running sets for Kobe that they never run. I mean, you go look at that Penn State game. I mean, they were isolating him one, one four low and just kind of letting him go to work. Like, that's not Wisconsin basketball. Yeah. And he was starting to be, become a big name. You know, he was, he was probably going to be an all-conference player uh, for, for them. So, I, I don't know if they necessarily – uh, agreed with the decision to for, for him to leave either. Like I said, obviously there's a lot going on behind the scenes that uh, contributed to this. You know, it wasn't just X's and O's or style play on the basketball floor. It might not be anything to do with that. But, you know, whatever Kobe was going through, I, from everything I was told, it, it never affected Johnny, um, you know, or Jordan or, or the family. So okay. he, he was pretty cons- secure from everything I know.
0: Yeah, well, John, Johnny is – uh he is – in alpha that's for sure. Um, he's, I love, I love his attitude. I love his, his kind of take on the game and he's, I mean, he is, he believes he is the best player and and he'll try to prove it every single time out there, which I absolutely love. Um, have we heard it? Have you heard anything about Baldwin where he's going, where he's leaning? Cause I, I was heard, told by someone that they are hearing, he's going to go to UWM, which I mean, you understand cause his father, but it would be unheard of for someone like that to go to a school like that. But, wondering if you've heard anything
1: i think it's very real that milwaukee gets him i don't think it's just talk um you know we, we've seen it before um there was a guy by the name of ray mccallum whose dad was uh the coach at detroit i believe and he was a mcdonald's all-american uh he went and followed his dad um if you haven't heard of him obviously it didn't go that well <laughs> because he's <laughs> I I haven't heard of him since he, since he went there. So I I don't know if that has any impact on them, but you know, I think Patrick's a a different level of player uh, than Ray McCallum was, but I I, I do think it's very real that he goes to Milwaukee. Um, I I do think what he's got away right now is whether or not his dad's going to be there. I think that's the concern is, you know, do I want to commit or e- even sign? And you know, my dad takes a different job, and then I'm SOL. So I, I, I could see kind of a waiting game there. You know, if it's not Milwaukee, I would assume it's Duke. You know, yeah, I think be those guess two too. are in the best spot. Um, yeah, this hasn't come from Patrick or any anybody close to him. So you know, keep that in mind. But this is just talk around. You know, people I know, and you know what what they say, but but I do think the Milwaukee thing is, is very real, and I wouldn't be surprised if you know they get a package deal with him and, and Ben now. You know, those two are are very close, and now is a top priority for the Panthers too.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, you would you would hope that Patrick wouldn't commit to the to Milwaukee if his dad's going to be leaving. Obviously, yeah. his dad was obviously let him know that something else is in the pipeline. But I just
1: well, you never know what could happen. I mean, they got a whole season to play. Yeah, true. Know you never know what could happen i think that's the that's the concern yeah Would do
0: that? sure okay um any other uh anything else here lately in the last week or so about offers or interest i have one for you if you want to just put it in your little in your little bank um you have a kid. It's 2021 kid he's a kimberly kid uh you have him ranked 106 i think right now jackson dudek Okay. I was I was told today that Drake is interested not Drake the rapper from Toronto but Drake the school uh is interested in uh Jackson Dudek likes his game so Okay just to uh, let you know you can put it in your little list
1: and I got then I got him way too low <laughs> right right if I got yeah him,
0: so yeah that came from a reliable source someone I trust that who told me that so that actually talked to someone from Drake so um, although I will say this um, they, Drake has not directly contacted the Dudex, but it just was a one-off conversation that uh, they're interested in him. So I just thought I would let you know. Um, All right. Other than that, I don't have a whole lot. I don't have a much. We went through the rankings. Um, what do we got? Is AU season basically done now? Are there any more tournaments coming? Are we? Is it done? Uh, Center Court got anything?
1: I think so. I think NY to LA has some.
0: Well they they canceled this last they were supposed to play this weekend they canceled it. They didn't have enough interest oh, to
1: play. They, yeah. Know. That's I what I was told. In, I thought they had something in Indiana. Oh, well, I guess I know, that's maybe. I'm Baylor, thinking more around here but I know Baylor. Baylor youth is running something um not I think it's Hammond Indiana which is right on the border. Okay. Illinois. I think they're running some too. I don't know if any Wisconsin teams are going. Okay.
0: And but, then what uh I know you've got a couple of things that you want to probably pub. I know you do on Twitter and I'm giving you the time to do it now that are coming up in October here and up in Appleton.
1: Yeah. So we got the, uh, the prep hoops top 250 showcase is coming to Appleton this year. Um, I'm trying to think.
0: Well, let me stop you there. So champion centers shut down their tournaments. Are we, are you, I'm assuming expecting that that mask stuff's going to be lifted for them at least for the,
1: yeah, I mean, I, I don't have anything to do with the, the organization, or you know, the logistics, but yeah, I know. I mean, the mass mandate ends into end September. Oh, that's so right. Yeah, yeah. Well, who knows what? I would what? assume if nothing happens. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, you know, we, we can move it. I, I guess. I don't know. I know we had it in Verona last year, but that's Dane County, so that wouldn't happen if there's a mass mandate. But right. You know, as far as I know, it's supposed to end in. in at the end of September. Yep, so that's
0: right. I forgot about, totally forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, it's
1: a good, uh, we had a couple guys walk out with scholarship offers last year. Um, you know, Grant Aspen, Carson Smith's going Northern Michigan. Um, I think there were a couple others that earned some after the event. Um, but you no, know, we got, we, we had a pretty loaded event last year. Um, you know, a lot of the big chunk of the top 50, you know, and, and a lot of guys I had never heard of came and played well. It was a good chance to, to get their name ranked. And, uh, I'm assuming we'll have college coaches there again. I'm not in charge of the organization, but you know when we run these, that's what we run them for. It's get the D2 right. and D3 coaches in there so they can see you guys live. And uh, I'm sure they'll be itching to get in the gym since they've been kind of shut out from from a lot of events, uh, at least in Wisconsin. Uh, but if not, you know it is streamed uh, on Baller TV again, so it's usually a high-level day for. You know, not not only guys, you know, in the top 25 to kind of compete against against each other, but like, like I said, you know, we had, I had a lot of names that, you know, I never heard of, um, came out and played really well. And, then you know, some guys that I have in the top 15 in the 2021 class right now that kind of put themselves on the map, um, you know, certainly earned some, some new college interest. And then, uh, yeah, for the first uh, year ever, also at Appleton, we're running uh, a fall league in, in October or run four weekends on, on Friday nights. Um Haven't seen who's registered for for that one yet, but I guess a lot of Fox Valley guys would be interested. Certainly not a far drive for people to come up from, you know, the Milwaukee area or North Shore area, uh, too, if they want to play. But, you know, it's open to anybody across the state. Um, But, yeah, it should be, uh, I would guess, you know, pretty loaded fall league as well with a lot of ranked guys. And, again, another opportunity for people – uh, that, that we don't know about to emerge. Um, you know, we'll see what my, my schedule is being on. It's Friday night in the middle of football season. but um, I, uh, Football. I probably, what? There's really no
0: football, is there?
1: Uh, yeah, there's, there's some people are starting in September. A lot That's,
0: of I can't believe how many, but there's not a lot of teams that are still playing football. I know everything up here got switched to spring.
1: I think, well, down here, I think it's different.
0: Yeah. Okay. I
1: think at least Milwaukee. I know, I know a lot of schools are, are going in September now.
0: Um, that fall league. So I, I read a little bit about, about it. So it said that there's AU coaches that are coaching the teams and high school coaches. So do you like anticipate high school coaches or high school teams actually just getting, putting their whole team in there and just having their team run in it?
1: I would assume we're not doing it that way. I mean, again, I, I haven't talked to anybody about the organization of it. Um, okay. I'm not going to be hands-on in terms of how it's going to run, but I would, Guess we just break up into random teams. I, I don't think it's anything like, uh, you know Don't quote me on it, but because you can
0: you can you can ask to play with teammates and stuff like that. It says on there.
1: Okay, yeah. Th- then I would guess it, it's 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 just going to be random unless you know you request to play with so and so or we're breaking it up. I mean, at least
0: I would make. so I would that would that's be the way the I would way. imagine. I don't yeah. think
1: we're inserting like high school teams and that's
0: what you yeah you wouldn't I, I mean I think you it just wonder
1: it up, but again don't quote me on that
0: yeah okay i wasn't sure if you had much more insight okay so anyways both those things you can find you have i believe you tweeted both those out to to register for you can find other preps who com i'm assuming too as far as top 50 top 250 expo and then the fall exclusive league both in october correct yes okay so go to evan's Twitter. Um, page Those are. I'm assuming you'll tweet them out again this week, probably. But you can scroll through and find it. Um, that's all I have for. I was actually actually going to ask you this. Um, do you like the NBA or no at all or no?
1: I like are the playoffs.
0: Okay. So are you are you watching the NBA now since it's back in
1: Eh, a little. I, I don't know. It's hard to get into it. I, I don't know if it's just the no fans thing or. Just because they they took so much time off, and now here we are again. I don't know. I watch a little bit, um, but yeah, I don't. I'm not really a a casual, or more of a casual NBA fan. I'm not necessarily a hardcore. Um, and I'm only gonna watch my team, which in this case is the Lakers. Ooh. Well, only I'm I'm a LeBron guy, so wherever he goes, I go. But my team my team is the Timberwolves, and they're never good, so. I don't really watch much NBA. Just, just when LeBron gets in the playoffs, I like to see, I like to follow him.
0: Are you a uh, LeBron over Jordan guy? <laughs> We're not going to open that entire can yeah, tonight, yes, but I just am curious.
1: I, yes, but I I don't.
0: I am too. I I'm am not, too. Just to be, I am too. I'm not, like,
1: so. not going to shove it down any, I think it depends on what you value. I've always believed that. Like, if you like Jordan, it's because you value the ability. I think at the end of the day, what's most important in the game, winning and the ability to put the ball in the hole. Now, nobody did that better than Michael Jordan. Like, if you need a buck, I don't care if you're the biggest LeBron fan in the world, if you need one basket, that's the guy you pick. And so from that perspective, obviously, you know, having six titles, I don't necessarily care for the, the six-for-six, three-for-six debate because it's stupid because you ignore – all the years he didn't make it to the finals. Like should LeBron have not dragged those sorry Cavs teams there and (laughs) better better at his record. But I think the other way to look at it is all the things you can do as a basketball player at an elite level. And we've never seen anything like LeBron in in terms of a guy. I mean, he's in year 17 and he just decided he wanted to be the best point guard in the league all of a sudden. And then legally in assists, you know, he's a plus, facilitator a plus score a plus rebounder Um, not nearly the same defender he was but he could he can still guard all five positions we've never seen a guy who can play all five and defend all five so in terms of everything he can do I think it's hard to argue he's not the best basketball player so I don't have a problem saying you know Michael Jordan's the greatest player and LeBron's the most valuable and you also have to take into value as look at how he elevates his, his teams. I mean Jordan didn't win anything until Pippen and Phil Jackson arrived and he was getting pounded in the East. You know, LeBron took Drew Gooden to a, to a finals and knocked off a dynasty on, on the way in, in the Pistons. So and when LeBron leaves teams, they tank. They go from they go from first to worst. And when Michael Jordan left the Bulls, they won two less games and I think we're one game away from for making it back to the finals if i'm not mistaken that year he left uh with with all those guys still in their prime so i think that says something too but yeah i'm not a a hardcore jam it down your throat lebron's better i I think i think you you just did i think
0: i think you just lost a lot of listeners off of that
1: (laughs) (laughs) well i have spent i have spent a lot of time i spent a lot of time (laughs) thinking about it that's that's my i think again I, i think it boils down to what you value
0: yeah, I think it was very well put. I, I appreciate it greatly because I'm a LeBron over Jordan guy too. So all the, all the people that I debate and argue with, are gonna listen to this and <laughs> and bitch and moan about it. So I appreciate it. So, okay. Well, do you have anything else? Otherwise, I'm we're good here. Um, no, I'm good. We'll, t- we'll talk at, we'll end the recording here. We'll talk after a little bit, but um, all right, well, thanks for Thanks for coming on. If you want to do an in- open invite always to come on the pod, you want to make this a regular thing. We got a 2023 list coming up that we can also talk about it as well. Uh, since it is in the opening kind of stages of it. So obviously you said you were extending a little bit for as far as how many players, but um, again, you had an open forum here to talk about it. So um, thanks again for coming on everyone. This has been over and back brought to you by the unintentional.